Hi everyone, my name is Darren Griffith and you're very welcome to the fourth episode of the Lusk Athletic Club podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. So this is a special feature episode, a bonus episode as such, where we cover Lusk AC at the World Masters Indoor Championships in Poland. Occasionally we will break with our routine of releasing episodes monthly and this is one such occasion. Just to remind all our listeners to please like, share, follow and subscribe across all of your go-to podcast apps. I'd also like to highlight again that our podcast is an athletics club-focused podcast that covers topics and issues that matter most to members of athletics clubs in Ireland and beyond. So up next, my interview with Colin and Colm. So delighted to be talking to Lusk AC members Colin Brown and Colm Donoghue, who have both just competed in and represented Ireland at the World Masters Indoor Championships, which took place in Tarunia in Poland. I checked in on the pronunciation with the Lusk AC club member uh, Jakob. I didn't even know that. So you're both very welcome. Uh, thanks for agreeing to chat to us. Um, so can I please start with you, Colin? Could you tell us about track and field Masters Athletics in Ireland? Okay, so um, uh, Masters Athletics is a class of athletics for athletes over the age of 35 and it includes track and field, road running and cross country. Um, so the, this, we, myself and Colin, we pretty much uh, take part in the um, track and field um, element of it. So the um, the Irish Masters Athletes Association, it's called the IMAA, and it was originally known as the Irish Veterans Athletes Association. And it was founded in the 1970s by a, a group of older athletes. And um, in fact, one of the founding members, Anne Woodlock, was competing with us in Toron and um, in the W80 category and she won two medals in the uh, gold in the 3000 meters and bronze in the 1500 and um, I remember I was checking in beside her like and uh, she was there with her daughter and I didn't know who she was like but when I saw her competing um, and found out who she was like it was uh, it was she she was she was amazing but um, so in Ireland there's about um, uh, 19,000 uh, master athletes and they represent about 32% of the entire um, Athletics Ireland membership so it's a pretty probably the largest um, section of, of the Athletics Ireland membership and um, there's um, so generally there's competitions at county provincial and national level and um, there's as well as there's numerous events uh, throughout the year in around the country and then you have both the indoor and the outdoor season and then for, you can also compete in the Northern Ireland Masters as a guest so um, like there's there's plenty of competition throughout the year and um, I guess there's plenty um, plenty for people to do and competitions to take part in. So Colm can you tell us about the, the World Masters Indoor Championships the event itself? Yeah, so so the event was held in in Poland. So it's there. They've had it there a couple of times now because they, they just run it really well. It's really well organized. The whole place is 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 great. So you've got. So even though it's an indoor championship, there's a couple of outdoor showing events are, are there as well, and there's uh, outdoor races. 
So you have the big arena. So it's sort of about the size of Abbottstown, but a lot taller. So it's like three tiers of, of, of seating and stuff. Um, and outside on that, in front of that, there was the main road where they had walking races and the 10K road race. And at the back, there was a forest and they had a cross-country race there. And then just beside that, then there's, a, there's an ice hockey rink. So there's no athletics on in there. But beside that, then there was a, an outdoor stadium, same as Morton Stadium. And a throwing field beside that and a little hall. So everything was everything had fit between the Scarry's Road roundabout and the, the secondary school. Like if you moved it to Lusk. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then all the events were split out kind of by day. So I had one event each day. Like you, you wouldn't be doing two events on a day kind of thing unless unless there were long distance running and showing, which usually is a, a rare combination. Um, and everything kind of just just ran excellently. Like it was really really well done. Yeah. So will the next uh, event be? So they are going to have the European indoors there next year. So starting on St Patrick's Day next year, um, and then the next outdoor event is the European outdoors. That's in um, Pescara in Italy. Okay, so in September. Yeah. And, it, and is it truly international? There was eighty-eight countries represented um, at the event. So um, yeah, it's brilliant. Big, big worldwide competition. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Um, so. I suppose, Colm, like, you know, going, taking the time and putting all the effort into training to go to the World Indoors Masters yeah. event, uh, well, what was your motivation? Um, so there's, there's, a, there's a guy in Templemore Athletics Club, John Dwyer, who's big into, into trolls and really encouraging and stuff. And he's, he's gone a couple of times and he just said, we should just go. Like, it's just back yourself and go and it, you'll enjoy it. And it's, I've, I've seen pictures and some of the others, people who've gone that I know, um, and they just said, "Ah, oh, yeah, just come on." Fantastic! Yeah, you won't, you won't be a no fish. Regrets. You won't be a fish out of water or anything like. You'll just yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a really good experience. So yeah, brilliant. So that was my motivation. Yeah. And Colin, yourself, what was your motivation? Um, your pal. For me, it was the glory. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, I I guess I I started competing at um, Masters Athletics a, a few years ago and uh, like I just I just really loved it straight away and um, I I competed a bit in school and college and haven't competed in a long time and to get back into um, you know some of the best stadiums in the country um, competing again at um, like you're competing against people your own age category so it, it brings a fairness into um, into the competition and it, it, it people are physically generally at the same um, level as you and um, I suppose after a couple of years doing um, doing it at national level it was probably a, a natural progression to to give it a go at international level and um, I, I I suppose I don't um, I'd never fear giving anything a go and uh, it just uh, I remember talking to Colin briefly about it and he said he was gone and I, I'd, uh, I'd spoken with some other people who said they'd gone in the past and um, so when I heard Colin was gone I said okay let's do this and I thought that maybe we could get a few more from the club going um, it's a bit of a commitment but um, um, I, 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 both myself and Colin would, would agree, like the, the Irish athletes um, really held their own over there and 
the, the level of competition that we have at national level, it's not a huge jump up to international level. And for sure, there's plenty of people in the club. Anyone in the club um, should give it a go and uh, and go over. Like, and they they shouldn't they shouldn't um, fear competing against people from other countries. It's you know you you might be competing against someone from Saudi Arabia or Germany or whatever, but they're they're people just like us and generally at the same level. Um, you get a few ex olympians competing but in general it's it's not much it's not much of a jump from from national level to to um to international okay no doubt you'll have inspired a few more to take part in future events yeah. were you the first two guys from los kc has know. there been yeah okay yeah, very good so, yeah. pioneers so great yeah. great job well done yeah. um so back to, you, to yourself colin um, I know you competed in a few throw events, but the hammer is your preferred discipline. So yeah, can you tell us yeah. about your preparation, uh, your training, and then how you got on in Tarunya? Yeah, so um, so the hammers, the main thing about the hammers, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's like the other the other throwing events, you can kind of practice where you need to be when you're when you're stopped, but the hammer only works when it's moving. So you have to get strong enough to be able to move it first of all. So that took took a while, um, and I was just so I probably threw it first in twenty nineteen, and then was kind of going uh, training two hours a week on Saturdays with a coach with some of the top guys in Ireland, and he was he was coaching all abilities, so he was kind of got me to a a reasonably competent level, and then um, then I've just kind of been working it, getting getting better and practicing it and getting stronger and stuff over time and. Finally, there last last week. Now, it was kind of the week before. I kind of clicked. Something just kind of clicked, and then in the competition, I kind of just clicked on a bit more. Like, and so it's a, yeah, it's 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 kind of a hard to describe. You kind of have to feel the hammer, um, but yeah, it's it, when you, when it goes well, like you really really know. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're happy with your your throws. Yeah, the hammer was my best. I felt the best effort. Just every throw was really good at like three solid throws each one further than the last throw like so yeah relaxed into yeah, it relaxed into it yeah. yeah first first event and then kind of got the and would you be physically exhausted now after throwing the hammer three times yeah yeah like when when you when you're throwing a hammer the hammer's kind of pulling against you so you would have well like say the, at the olympic level the guys be looking at maybe 300 kilos of force i'd be a bit less now so about 200 kilos or something like it's kind of the pull so and you're holding it for two or three seconds, so it's not, it's not like an instantaneous kind of shunt like some of the other throws are kind of, the throw happens in a snap, yeah. whereas the hammer kind of builds up, yeah. So you kind of be wrecked after, even though okay. it doesn't look like. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Much. Yeah. And Colin, uh, I know yourself. You had two events. You had. Um, javelin and shot put so um yeah again maybe a little bit about your your training or your preparation and then how, how you got on yeah so with um column first and the hammer um i think there was only one or two competitors in your group that threw three good throws probably yeah column was one of them which is a testament to his technique because it's, it's it's a difficult thing to um to get right so he's uh he's 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 doing something right and his i guess his preparation was obviously good um 
for me, I my main event is uh, the javelin, and um, I probably started. I, I did a bit in school. I started again about two years ago. I'd been doing high jumping, but um, my knees put a stop to that. So um, I just wanted to keep going in masters athletics. So I was trying to find another event that. Uh, I could compete in and, and javelin is something I did in school so I said I'd give that a go um, I, I, my, I started my main training just after Christmas and um, um, the hammer may be hard but the javelin is harder <laughs> and it's a, it's a it, both events are, are very technical and um, the approach normally in javelin anyway is you break the throw down into five or six different phases and typical pre-season is you spend two or three weeks on each phase and then at the end of that you bring the whole thing together and hopefully you have a, a perfect throw so um i suppose that, like training depends on it's 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 personal to everyone like how much time you have available we all have life as well and stuff but um the uh start of the year and our I, I run a business with my wife and it's it's a quieter time of the year so i i was able to commit a bit more time to it so i was trying to do five six days a week and say three days a week it was strength and conditioning and that'd be typically kind of um weights uh a medicine ball and and resistance bands and um then two or three days with um technique and um so you do kind of progression drills and it could be my one part might be just a run up another part might be just a release or um the crossover and um um and then at the end you spend a few weeks doing the entire run up and throw and then unfortunately I, I, for me anyway i got a chest infection about a month and a half before the event so I was out of action for a few weeks and then um, I, when I came back I, I just didn't have enough time to put everything together and I overtrained a little bit, injured my arm and so the preparation wasn't ideal and um, if I had been an Irish um, in, in Ireland uh, I, I probably wouldn't have, have gone but I already booked the tickets and um, I said I'd go anyway and um uh, i suppose in the event itself it it, it went like i'm blaming colin for this <laughs> <laughs> we had a discussion i i i knew i wasn't really ready for it so we had a discussion before it and um it was whether to kind of just do a, 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 a almost stand and throw and just get it get it right but i knew i needed to do a pb or uh, and better to get into the make it through to the final so Colin just said, um, you're here now, just go for it. And I did. And um, the first two trolls I fouled, it landed flat. And then the third one, I kind of did a standing troll. And I, I got over 30 metres, but it's kind of a good bit off my my PB. But um, um, I was, it was the right thing to do because you, you get three trolls. If you get into the top eight, you get another three trolls. And that's kind of the goal for most people to make that final. So, um, preparation wasn't ideal, but I put the work in and you can't, there's nothing you can do. Some, sometimes things happen and you just got, you can't be too hard on yourself. You just got to deal with it and yeah. go with the flow. A little I mean, bit. it's one big learning curve. Yeah, I mean, totally. It's, um, 
new to me that uh, you guys only took up these throwing events within the last two, three, four years. I mean, mm. that's fantastic. Just goes to show uh, that many other members yeah. can do the same. Yeah. Mm. And you know, wh where did you find the coaches? Is it within the club or Athletics Ireland events or a bit of both? Or well, um, so I first started. So I've. I have arthritis in my left foot, so I kind of first started shot put because I thought you kind of only could get away with one foot. And so Anthony Gahan and Im McBride, they're uh, level two trolls coaches, so they would have started coaching juveniles and and then giving me coaching tips and stuff and and um, and working through it that way for shot put. Um, so then for Hammer, so my first kind of way I got bought into Hammer was. Um, one of the one of the girls in the club was at a, a development squad in Santry and Sean Sean Egan he threw in the Moscow Olympics in nineteen eighty for Ireland he was he was the hammer coach there and he was just talking about it and it just seemed like magic with the hammer and I was just like oh yeah I'm all in here now like so um so he had a couple of tips at the start just to kind of get get it off the ground and then so then I met another coach George Ayres and I just said would you help me to get enough to get going so um so that's for the hammer for javelin we've it's like Aidan mckenna or amen or anthony would have done enough um so we've enough kind of level of experience now in the in the club brilliant to be able to coach ourselves like so yeah. we don't need to go outside oh that's fantastic anymore like that's fantastic yeah. great support along the way um, yeah. so i think I'll, I'll come back to you uh colin um and you know we, we all saw some some great pics of you guys in your your singlets and your your tracksuits, uh, your Ireland singlets and tracksuits, I should say. So how did it feel to uh, to represent Ireland and get the the green jersey on? Um, it was pretty cool. <laughs> so the um, I like I I I remember um, I ordered the the art. You have to buy your own or whatever but um i ordered the the ireland tracksuit and um i remember putting it on and posing in front of my kids with it <laughs> and were they impressed it's they barely impressed. looked <laughs> up but um uh going going out to the airport on 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 the sunday um or it was the friday in fact we a lot and there was about 30 or 40 people on the flight and I, I was kind of thinking, should I wear the Ireland tracksuit at the airport or not? And I just said, OK, I won't. But then I got to the airport and I saw a bunch of other um, people wearing the tracksuit. And uh, I had my two, two of my children with me, Poppy and Darby. And um, I, we got onto the flight and I knew a few of the people um, that were on it. Um, uh, Ronan Gately and, and a few others. And I, I said, hi, I said, hi. And um, and then the um, they made an announcement on the flight saying, you know, wishing all the, the Masters athletes gone over to compete for Ireland in uh, in the World Masters Athletics Championships. And that was great. I got to the airport in uh, Berkotskov, I think you pronounce it. And um, again, just all the Ireland tracksuits. And then uh, that was on the Friday, on the Saturday. We went to a stadium to sign in and 
we walked through the doors and there was just clack suits from every country in the world and you know japan united states and um united arab emirates and um australia and there was just so many people and the buzz and um and then i walked in so i signed in and you know you kind of go colin brown ireland that was pretty good and then you walk into the stadium and they were rehearsing for the opening ceremony that night and in the middle of the it was a 15,000 seater stadium it was magnificent and in the middle they had a 22 piece orchestra who, who were rehearsing and they were playing the team due to um, Star Wars Fantastic. I was just looking at this called with my Ireland tracksuit on going this is this is awesome and um so then we did the the opening um ceremony and we're walking behind the ireland and it was like a parade of athletes and they had the ireland thing in front of you and we're all walking and they were introducing all the the um all the um countries and walking in that kind of parade you know with a parade around the stadium it just felt great and then at the end you you know you're standing there with all these nationalities and then I was one of the first to compete on the Sunday morning and um, and we were in the uh, stadium and there's a big board up and your name comes up like C Brown and then IRL beside it and the Irish flag and then you know there's announcements saying Colin Brown, Ireland, next and uh, oh, it was just unbelievable. Oh, that's a s- And you know this moment. is something that anyone can do. Yeah. You know. Like to experience something like that, and it's open to anyone yeah. over thirty-five. Yeah, but it's uh, oh, it's a, it's a magnificent experience, and then something. That, I mean, I don't know why anyone would not do it. Yeah, I have certainly sold it. <laughs> I just need to get good at something. <laughs> but you don't the thing. You don't need to be. Yeah, like participation is one. Yeah, the, like I mean, like, you, yeah, yeah. you go there and the, like the range of abilities is you're you're going from one extreme to like people have competed in the olympics but when you're competing like in our there was 15 in our um in our javelin like and they were great like i mean there was guys at the start who didn't know who they were how good they were and um there was one finnish guy and um he had no he forgot the um the spikes for his shoes and i had a bunch of spare ones so i gave him um spikes for his thing he ended up coming um third you know and then but it was just great camaraderie and everyone's kind of helping each other out and you know if you if you true and you did something a little thing someone might you know suggest oh yeah you just you, whatever it just is just that and um and then afterwards there was a a, a check or where was the check guy pulled out a lot of or a, a guy from belgium guy christian and um, pulled out a load of trappist beer bottles. <laughs> Why not? He sat up in the stadium drinking fourteen percent beer, and his events were over. Obviously, yeah. Oh no, this is after the the event, like you know. But um, oh, it's great. It's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. I know. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think I'll um, come back to column. Maybe just in terms of, um, and I know you competed over a few days. Like what was a what does a typical day of competition look like? Yeah, so um, so most of my competition, so two of my competitions were kind of just after lunch. So that was that's kind of the ideal time. You can kind of get up, get your breakfast, get into the wherever you're going, get settled. Um, 
don't have to get up too early or, or, or don't be hanging around too much. Um, so they were they were ideal. Um, and then, so then the shop was on earlier in the morning. It was about 10 o'clock. So you're up kind of early, get breakfast, make sure you've let the digest, get to the stadium. Um, and then when the shop was over then, you're kind of hanging around. So a lot of, a lot of the time I was filling, I just went down to the, the main arena or just watched some of the other Irish competing. Um, because there was so many Irish, there was nearly always someone competing from Ireland, yeah, like yeah. in the green, in green. Um, and then the the only other one then was one competition at night time, so that was at half seven. So the shop put the, because it was kind of up a bit early, and I, the competition before, I kind of got a bit excited just watching the guys and cheering on. There was like a couple of, like I, I'm a reason size guy, but the, in my competition, the guy who won it was now literally twice my size. My God. <laughs> like from shoulder to shoulder, he was like another <laughs> another me across. Um. So then it, my other competition, I kind of went just, just ignore everything else until your competition is over and just kind of stay focused and yeah, don't yeah. get too excited or you know there's no point burning up energy when you don't need to and is there a, a, like a, a an athlete's village or or was there a lot so, of facilities put on like canteens and so food there, was, and... there was food there was kind of a pizza stall and there was pizza and beer inside in in the stadium and there's a couple of food stalls i don't then, remember the beer <laughs> oh yeah that, that was there on the last day anyway um but then across the road there was a supermarket, um, literally like across the road was a big supermarket, and they had pastries and food and sweets and snacks and drinks and stuff. So, so it was a bit of balancing out, not not getting pizza every day, but yeah. So that was there, um, and that was kind of it. And then I used to, well, so I was staying a kind of a tram ride away from the station, so I just get my dinner and go home and cook it and relax. And there was a sport channel in Poland they had. I think they had the Poland-Albania match on. They had a f- two and a half hour build up to the match. Okay. I like their soccer in Poland. Uh, the next night then they were showing Olympic handball and stuff. So I was just kind of relaxing, just taking yeah, it yeah. easy. And then, yeah. So you were, you were focused on the on the competitions, on the events, yeah. saving yourself. And, yeah. yeah. Um, I did know the one day I had a big break between my competition. I said I'd get, get, a, get a beer and it was a little just beside where I was staying. And it was some Arlanska or some, it was, it was green beer and it was like a, an English an English red coat soldier, but our landscape was written on the thing, so I said, I'll try that. And the uh, beer was green. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Patrick's Day beer Colin right, is so. drinking Trappist monk beer, and yeah. you had to go off and buy your own beer. That was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what about um, standout performances? Was there any performance that really you really enjoyed? Or um, so I, I saw four world records getting set over there. So there's a, an M seventy. There's a big, huge guy from Norway in the Waitrose. And then in the M or M seventy five, then the M seventy five hammer throw, a Polish guy broke the world record. I saw a seventy year old man jump three fifty six in the pole vault to break the world record. Fantastic. And then it was a Canadian guy uh, broke the two hundred record in the forty five age group. And then from the Irish, I'd say the standout was probably Rachel Akers in the weight throw. She threw sixteen sixteen meters, um, and she'd never thrown that ever in training or anything. So that was. Brilliant. She must yeah. have been absolutely delighted. Ah, yeah, she was really, really happy. Like, um, yeah, she won the gold medal. Like so. Fantastic. Congratulations yeah. to her. Yeah. So, Colin, can you tell us, please, about the kind of Irish team's performance in general? Um, so it it was the largest uh, team that um, 
Ireland has ever brought over to uh, World Masters. Um, I think it was Joe Goff said uh, um, he remembers competing in his first um, World Masters Championships and he was the only Irish uh, competitor uh, at the time. And so uh, this year we had 135 athletes um, uh, uh, competing for, for Ireland and uh, so it was the largest ever team. And um, we, the team after, I remember after day one, we were, we were in first place on the medal table and I, um, I, I took a screenshot and posted it up just because I knew it was probably going to change. But after day three, we were still, I think, in, in third place. And then as the athletics, um, like, I mean, the likes of Poland had 450 members in their team and Germany wasn't much less. So we we're really um, punching above our weight. Like, and so in total, I think we won uh, 75 medals, 28 golds, 23 silver and 24 bronze. So we ended up finishing... Um, seventh out of 88 countries that competed and um so it was the highest ever position that we'd ever achieved at a world championship and um every country above us had populations of between 30 and 300 million um we we finished ahead of countries like france and uh other much much bigger countries so like we really 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 competed a, 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 above our weight and I, that goes back a little bit to saying, you know, reiterating that people competing in Ireland shouldn't be afraid of going to compete in these events because the people that are competing here in Ireland are are really at the top table of of um, of world masters, and you know, so it, it's not a huge step up for for people here to to go to these international um, competitions. Um, like there was a few. I mean, there was a there was a few standout performances. I, I suppose there was um, there was uh, Pauline Moran. She won four goals and a silver. Um, from she's from Mayo in the W sixty five, um, and uh, Zoe Quinn from Rohini. A lot of the people in our club will know Zoe from competing against her, and she won three gold medals and. Just also like she won some some uh, in in cross country and there's also the in the single and team events and um, a lot of people in our club compete at, at um, cross country and that's something that maybe people could think about because even if you don't um, you you may not medal in the in the individual but for sure at the team event if if you can get onto that cross country team like cross the cross country Ireland's at a really high level you've a really good chance of getting a medal there and, and the um, cross-country teams won, won um, a, 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 a quite a few medals at the, at the at those championships. Um, and then uh, Rachel as well in the in the um, in the um, hammer she was I mean she threw further than she ever had at senior level like you know and like I mean she was she was great like you know she and we were both at her, her events and um and then there was Anne Woodlock as well like she was one of the founding members of of the um Irish Masters uh, Athletes Association 
and uh, competing in the W80, still competing. She's with Denore Harriers and winning gold in the 3000 um, meters and silver in the 1500. Um, she's 84 and uh, still competing strong. But um, uh, like the, overall, the, the team did did amazing. And um, like the, the other thing that's that's great, like I suppose is worth worth mentioning when when you're over there for us is the amount of contacts we make in this in in, in the sports, um, particularly for myself and Colin in throwing. We met um, a lot of the people competing over there are, are coaches and they're coaches that are coaching children and uh, and other um, other athletes and they're still competing themselves at masters levels. And like you're, I mean, generally you're you're watching an event and you end up talking to the person beside, and they they might be like a coach from I spoke to a guy, a coach, uh, from Richmond in uh, London who was analysing Collins throws, <laughs> and um, um, and uh, you know uh, guys from um Germany and Czech, all coaches, and, and then you're you're you 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 meet all these people from the um. Irish athletics are generally all coaches and you're making these contacts with people that are so important uh, for the for the sport in Ireland and now we've all come home we all know each other on a personal level we all have our contact details and we can exchange information and um, I'm sure we wanted to get some of those up into to Lusk to give a bit of coaching to some of the kids they'd be more than happy to do it and likewise um, Colin gone down to them like I mean one thing that came across is they all have the huge amount of respect for Colin as a for his knowledge of of um of the the trolls events and his expertise like um and you know very um lucky to have Colin in the club but um that's that's something if you're a coach I think going over to competing there you just the exchange of ideas and uh the contacts you make are, are invaluable you know Oh, that's that's really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Collaboration and we can we can all rise together. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, so, I mean, it's important to ask, was there a good apparate track and field or, or nightlife in Tarunya, uh, Colin or Colin? Was it or, or was it all protein shakes and early to bed? Um, well, a, a lot of the lads were saying that the pubs were kind of more restauranty and kind of shut, shut early. So we only went out the last night now. Um, so we found a proper bar and Serve proper drinks and no, no food stronger than peanuts. So um, that was grand. Like so, yeah, we were we were there till two o'clock. Yes. Okay, good stuff. So was and grand. was the, did the Irish team go out together or was there? So they were finishing now the night after we were coming back. Okay. So the last night. Um. So yeah, there's there's plenty of pictures and stories flying on the the, the Irish WhatsApp group there. Yeah. So. Okay, good stuff. So what what happened in Taronia? Stays in Taronia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was a great event and good yeah, fun, yeah. and uh, you deserved yeah. your night out, no doubt. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to ask you both. I mean, what what was your favourite part of the experience? One thing that just kind of sticks out was I was watching the men's seventy five hammer, and there was a couple of lads from Poland standing here beside me chatting, and there was lads from Czech, and there was German lads, and there's and if there's Irish lads, like what I got to the Irish Masters, the lads the same age, and they're all talking about the same thing even though I didn't know what language or what they were saying but you knew by the body language that it's the same the world over like you know it was just a universal thing like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really connected with that like yeah good stuff brilliant and yourself Colin 
favorite experience? Um, just being there, like, I mean, the first day arriving at the stadium and just seeing the the size of the event, the size of the stadium, the, the, the athletes from all over the world, tracksuits from all over the world, people different languages from all over the world, that sense of occasion. And um, I brought my two of my children over, Poppy and Darby, and um, it was great to, I, I asked him when I was throwing the javelin, I just said, look, lads, now and again, just say, um, come on, dad. So they said nothing for most of the time. <laughs> but after I failed for the first two things, I heard Darby shouting, come on, dad. That was pretty cool. That's it. But um, uh, overall, and then uh, like afterwards, um, I finished on the Tuesday, I suppose. And then I went on a bit of a road trip with, with um, my two kids and we drove to Berlin. We saw Prince Charles and Camilla <laughs> type and bias. And um, went to um, Colditz Castle prison, then drove on to, um, that was it, Berlin, drove on to there, drove to Prague, spent a few nights there and flew home from Prague. So it was a, it was a great trip. I remember for the rest of my life for sure. Ah, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Both of you part of such a, a cool and a major event. Um, so I have two more questions. Um, I think the next one I'll give to Colin because um, I think you touched a little bit on this, Colin. But Colin, what would you say to someone thinking about taking part in an international Masters event? I'd definitely, definitely recommend them to, to just go for it. Um, there's no nothing to be afraid of or nothing, no, no fear barrier or anything like. Like I, I, I remember I was just writing about my first ever Masters competition. I went to the Leinster Indoors and I was kind of a little bit trepidation. I took my first throw and everything was grand and it's the same at this level. It's just everyone's real welcoming and accepting and you know if you throw well you get a clap but everyone gets a big photo at the end and everyone's brought in no matter if they got to the final or two, three fouls like it's and the running's the same to the runners they were saying the same thing like so. One big happy no, family. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Colin, um, what's up next on the Masters calendar? So um, for me, I've a bit more, I have to finish pretty much my, my training. So um, I think the, the, the Nationals are on in August, Colin. And um, so I last year, the last Masters uh, Nationals, I, I um, I threw a PB and went from um, went from fifth to second in my last throw, and um, and then I so I've, I've increased my over the last year my PB by about ten meters. So um, I really want to get up towards the forty meters in 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 distance, and uh, the nationals the next one, and then. Um, I pretty much straight away uh, entered the um, European Masters <laughs> in um, in in um, in September, and that's going to be in in Italy. It's in a place called Pescara, and it's a magnificent outdoor stadium right on the sea, on the um, Adriatic side of Italy, and. Um, I haven't told my wife Nicole yet, so I'd like to take this opportunity <laughs> to say, uh, Nicole, I'm going to Italy in September. She's welcome to come, of course. 
But um, I'd like to, like my goal with that and, and it's Colin's goal as well, like is like, like making, generally you get three throws and, and making the final you get another three throws. So making the final top eight is, is really a goal for, for most people. And um, I, need, I need to be, if I can get up towards the 40 metre um, mark, I, I, I can do that. And that's, that's my goal for this year. Brilliant. So uh, very, the very best of luck with that. Um, yeah. So I suppose I'd like to finish by thanking you both. I really enjoyed the chat and congratulations again on competing on the world stage and representing Ireland. And absolutely, uh, I'd like to say congratulations to all the Irish competitors at the World Masters Indoor Championships. Thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate your support and hope you enjoyed the show. Our next episode will be out on the 19th of April as planned. I'd like to thank our guests Colin Brown and Colin Donoghue and all the team that are working on the Lusk AC podcast. Colin Brown, Julie Griffith, Nicole Hodson, Dwayne Moore, Daniel O'Brien, Sean Smith and Colin Moore. Many thanks.